0: Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarise it for you in this podcast... The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hello and welcome to the February 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you from Sydney, Australia, my name is Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. David Moon, who is one of the plastic surgery registrars at St. George Hospital. Uh, The first paper we're talking about, David, is Functional and Strength After Free Abdominally-Based Breast Reconstruction, a 10-Year Follow-Up. This is by Dr. Saletti's group, uh, um, and the lead author is Dr. Nelson. Uh, out of uh, New York, uh, Houston, and Philadelphia. It was published in the January 2019 PRS. So, David, what was this paper about in a nutshell?
1: Um, So, essentially, this paper was um, examining to see if there is a functional or subjective health correlation in patients who had undergone autologous breast reconstruction. Um, Essentially, prior literature demonstrated uh, that potentially minimising muscle harvest. Um, had led to improved post-op function and decreased incidence of hernia formation, but that was limited by uh, follow-up duration. So overall, there's a, there's a significant paucity of objective data uh, on long-term physical function following autologous breast reconstruction. Um, so essentially, they uh, developed a prospective blinded cohort study uh, over a five-year period of enrolment from 2005 to 2010. Essentially all patients were enrolled in this study who underwent autologous breast reconstruction. Um, there was just two exclusion criteria. Uh, one, who, one was patients who hadn't undergone an abdominally-based um, reconstruction, and the second was those that had undergone an SIA flap reconstruction because their group size didn't reach statistical significance. Essentially, um, the decision to um, raise a tram or diep was made interoperatively based on a previous algorithm which they have published. Um, the, um, the decision to raise a tram or diep was based on size, location and essentially number of perforators. They then looked at these patients long term, um, looking at two uh, outcomes. One was objective, looking at strength testing, where they isolated the up- upper abdominal, lower abdominal, and then a functional independence test. Um, and then there was a subjective nature to the paper, which was a, um, a health questionnaire that was divided into physical health and mental health and then the, the breast cue questionnaire also. So there was a total of 172 patients enrolled in the study. Unfortunately six of those patients deceased. Uh, seven refused participation meaning there were 159 patients eligible. Um, in terms of the long-term follow-up, only 51%, sorry, fifty-one percent—sorry, fifty-one patients—completed long-term follow-up, which, unfortunately, was just thirty-two percent. Average follow-up time was eight point two years, and there was no significant baseline characteristic differences in the cohort between the <coughs> participant group, i.e., those fifty-one individuals, and the remainders of the, the eligible patients who didn't subsequently follow through with the follow-up. Looking at the, um, the data specifically, uh, looking at unilateral uh, flaps first, there were 15 trams and 9 dieps in those 51 responders. Um, essentially, um, unilateral uh, flap was statistically significant in long-term uh, improvement and lower uh, and independent functional scores. Um, there was no difference in functional outcome between the two flap choices, the TRAM, the muscle sparing TRAM, I should say, and DIEP. Um, looking at the physical and mental health scores, uh, unilateral uh, flaps suggested there was an increase in the score, uh, but it wasn't as great as it was for bilaterals. And looking at the physical and mental health scores, it increased for TRAM, um, but only the physical component of that increased for DIEPs. Looking at bilateral flap um, Uh, cohort. There were 20 tram-tram flaps, four diep-diep and three combined tram-diep. There was no functional differences over time in their their functional scores in any modality. Um, The physical and mental health scores showed an improvement for the composites um, for tram and tram, so that's both the physical and the mental health composite, but only in the physical for diep, which was similar to the unilateral um, study. The other interesting part of this study was the delineation of patients into an obese or non-obese group, and then doing essentially the subgroup analysis. Um, It's important to know that functional scores um, increased in lower rectus uh, function for non-obese patients only. But more significantly, and and perhaps um, more tellingly, uh, physical and mental health scores significantly um, increased for non-obese patients, but there was a deterioration in the score for those obese patients and then a little um, subsequent conclusion was that essentially breast Q did not differ in any group at all. So what were the conclusions from this paper? Essentially patients functioned well with minimal to no functional decline over time. Patients noted improvement in subjective health generally over time. There were no differences in laterality or flap type. Uh, Long-term scores for obese patients in subjective physical and mental health um, declined but their um, abdominal objective function uh, did not, which demonstrated a disparity. Um, the good things about this paper was that it was a blinded study, as in the assessors were blinded to the procedure um, and it was a good uh, paper to uh, essentially tandem a functional analysis to a, um, a subjective questionnaire based analysis also the uh, the limitations of the study obviously the observer bias um, the uh, The functional element uh, required uh, individuals to measure angles. Over this study period it would be reasonable to assume that individuals would have changed positions and there may have been many individuals involved in this process leading to observer bias. The low response rate of 32% uh, unfortunately is a limitation but I think with the study design it's probably in keeping with the the nature of the study design but 32% itself seems pretty low. Um, and then, of course, because of that, you get the small subgroup analysis. You know, we started off with 172 patients, but then by the time we get to the end of long-term follow-up, we end up with, a, with 51. And then, when you subdivide them, the subgroups are actually quite small. So the take-home message from this paper. Essentially, abdominal-based autologous breast reconstruction causes minimal to no objective or subjective functional impairment. Um, examinations focusing on, lat- on flap type or laterality yielded minimal differences. And interestingly, obese patients may be at risk of long-term physical and mental health impairment. And I'd like to add on to that, that um, you know, this may be due to complication rates, et cetera, that weren't alluded to in this paper, because um, I think there must be other reasons for this uh, observation.
0: Yeah, look, this is uh, hopefully one day going to answer the question as to whether a DEP or a muscle sparing TRAM or a TRAM uh, really is better uh, or actually makes a difference. Uh, even though no difference was shown, that doesn't mean there isn't a difference. Because as you said, by the, even though they started off with, uh, you know, 172 patients. For example, with the unilateral flap, they they only ended up comparing 15 TRAM flaps with nine DF flaps. So uh, hopefully uh, uh, Dr. Saletti's group will continue to uh, recruit patients into the study. And uh, as we get more patients, hopefully they may be able to uh, increase the power of the study and uh, 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 give uh, further guidance as to uh, whether a DF really is better than a muscle sparing TRAM. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes
1: and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.